With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Looks like football, baby. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome into the Fantasy Football Smackdown. I'm your host, Kyle August. You can follow me on Twitter at KyleMonth8. And it's a semifinals. It's week 16, and we're looking for that championship berth. It's been a crazy week already, just like it was last week. No games moved as of now. I'm recording this prior to the Thursday Night Football game. Not doing this live, though, uh, due to some scheduling conflicts. Wasn't able to do it live. So uh, hopefully all you guys have a great Christmas. Enjoy the holidays. Stay safe, and let's win some games. I'll be back uh, later on this week on Saturday, YouTube only, waiver wire sniping. And then next week, week 17, yes, that's championship week now in the fantasy landscape. I'll be back on Tuesday with the normal waiver wire show. Thursday will be another live show for championship week, taking your start set questions. And, uh, and that'll be that. That'll be a wrap on the fantasy season. So this upcoming Saturday is the last waiver wire sniping for the championship game. So with that, going to mix this up just a little bit since I wasn't able to do a live show. What I'm going to do is instead of highlighting just one start at one sit at each position, I'm going to do a quick overview start sit of every game in week 16. So uh, outside of the Thursday night football game, which is happening as of pretty much recording this, you guys already heard that already because this is releasing on Friday. So I'm uh, going to run through this uh, every game from week 16. A lot of this obviously subject to change as we get more news on injuries and COVID protocols. Uh, throughout the weekend but on Christmas Day let's get this thing started we have the Browns and the Packers on the Brown side of the football the only player that I want to play is Nick Chubb Uh, outside of that Jarvis Landry should be activated by the time that game starts as should Baker Mayfield but those are guys that you should look to avoid Jarvis Landry would be a desperation wide receiver three for me Nick Chubb's the only player you want on that Cleveland side of the ball on the Green Bay side the usual suspects Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are obviously tops at their position you could play Aaron Rodgers with confidence in this matchup, Aaron Jones is also a guy that I'm starting as a low end RB one high end running back two, and uh, Dylan would be a low end running back two for me. Outside of that, Alan Lazard could be a flex option in deeper PPR leagues. If MVS is still out uh, due to probate protocol. So stay uh, up to date on that. The second matchup, the night game on Christmas is the Colts and the Cardinals. On the Colts side of the ball, obviously, JT, don't even need to talk about it. But Michael Pittman's a still wide receiver, too. I know he's been a little bit down as of late. Uh, getting ejected in the third quarter of their last game didn't help his case either. But uh, I'm still back in on him as a wide receiver, too. I think you can start him with confidence there. On the uh, Carson Wentz is a low-end QB, two. Again, you shouldn't start him in one QB leagues. On the other side of the ball, the struggling Arizona Cardinals offense 
is also very much banged up. Kyler Murray still must start due to his upside, uh, but I think you got to dial back expectations on him. But what are you going to do? He got to play him. The running backs, it sounds like James Conner is going to be a go, which means both these running backs for me are running back twos. Uh, I'm a little bit nervous on Connor, but with it being a Saturday game, you're going to know pretty early, obviously, that he's active or not, and then you can make the pivot if you need. Chase Edmonds, unless Connor is inactive, I don't really feel great about starting either of these guys for the upside there. If I had to pick one, I'm actually going to lean Chase Edmonds just due to Connor putting in no practice this week. The wide receivers, A.J. Green and Christian Kirk are wide receiver threes. Outside of that, Rondell Moore's banged up. No thank you, and Zacherts is a start. Moving on to the Sunday games. Detroit and Atlanta pay attention to DeAndre Swift's status if he's active I think you plug and play him they've been sitting on him long enough I think he should be good to go if they make him active they obviously have nothing to play for if Swift was inactive Jamal Williams I think over Reynolds uh, as a flex option at the running back spot but pay attention as well to this offense Jared Goff is uh, currently on uh, COVID IR so he is, if he misses this game, I don't feel good about any other option besides the running backs or an Amara St. Brown in a PPR league. If Goff was out, he's a low end three. If Goff was back, I feel a lot better, but pay attention to that status. On the Atlanta side of the ball, it's Coral Daryl Patterson and Russell Gage. Those guys are must starts for me. Kyle Pitts is a low end tight end one. Uh, but outside of that, I think you can get away from this Falcons team. Do not start Matt Ryan for the love of God. The dude hasn't touched even whiffed 15 fantasy points in over a month. Baltimore and Cincinnati, another one with a lot up in the air here. Is Lamar Jackson going to play or not? I think if you have both Baltimore quarterbacks, you just play, obviously, whoever's active. I think Huntley is a top 10 fantasy quarterback due to what we saw from him on the ground last week. So I think if you start either of the Baltimore quarterbacks, the running backs, I'm trying to uh, stay away from. Freeman over uh, Murray, though. Freeman is a low-end flex option. We saw him getting a little bit phased out in that offense last week. As far as the wide receivers go, Hollywood Brown would be a wide receiver. Three outside of that, I do not want to trust any of, of the rest of the receivers. Mark Andrews stud, you're obviously playing him. Cincinnati side of the ball, good news from Joe Mixon this week. So I think there are four must-start guys from the Cincinnati Bengals team. I think Burrow and Mixon are good to go, as is Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Both of those wide receivers for me are top 15. Tyler Boyd is working his way into flex consideration in PPR leagues after what we saw the last few weeks. Uzama is a desperation tight end play. Uh, but with Kelsey on uh, COVID IR as of right now or missing on the COVID list, you might have to play him. So uh, we got the next game here is the Rams and the Vikings. On the Rams side of the ball, Matthew Stafford's a must start. The running backs, it looked like the shift to Sony Michelle over Daryl Henderson. I'm starting Michelle as a running back too. Henderson is a low-end flex I would look to avoid until we see it. On the wide receiver side, you know it's Cooper Cup. Uh, and then Van Jefferson would be my option over Odell Beckham Jr. as a low-end wide receiver three. On the Minnesota side of the ball, Kirk Cousins is a low-end QB1. I have him right now as QB13. So if you have to start him, I think you do that. Um, but I wouldn't feel great about it. I do not think there's a streamer besides Huntley that I would play over Kirk Cousins. But you're going to have to wait till Sunday, obviously, to make sure Lamar's out. So pay attention to that news. The running backs, Dalvin Cook's out with COVID. Madison's in. That makes him a must-start running back, in my opinion. Uh, he's a high-end, too, but I think you're going to plug him in your lineups in most cases. He's in that Ronald Jones range. We'll talk about him in a moment. The wide receivers, Justin Jackson, obviously, and good to go. Outside of that, if Thielen was active, I could start him as a wide receiver three, but you've been playing without him the last couple of weeks. Hopefully, you have options there. And uh, Conklin's a, a no-go for me. I'd rather play Uzama. Buffalo and New England, we can't go off anything from this last game because 
Uh, New England didn't throw the damn ball, and it was a struggle bus for both these teams in Buffalo. Now they're in New England. On the Bills side, Josh Allen's a must-start. Singletary would be a low-end flex option for me. He was heavily featured as far as the snap count, but he just there's not a lot of touchdown opportunity for him, in my opinion, in this very tough matchup. Uh, Stefan Diggs is a must start. You're good to go there. Gabe Davis is a fade in my opinion. I would start Tyler Boyd over Gabriel Davis as an example for a litmus test there. Dawson Knox is a must start uh, on the New England side of the ball. Pay attention to the status of Ramondre Stevenson. If Stevenson was inactive for whatever reason and Harris is active after missing last week's game, Damian Harris would be a high end RB two for me. If they're both active, they're low end flexes. I just don't know that you can trust that split. Um, so pay attention to the practice reports for the Patriots. Other than that, on the Patriots side of the ball, Hunter Henry is a touchdown or bus guy. You saw what he could do last week, but we've also seen down games from him. Besides that, I'm trying to steer clear of the rest of the Patriots in this matchup. Jacksonville and the New York Jets, the matchup we were all hoping for. This one should be pretty simple. You start in James Robinson at the running back position for the Jags. Everybody else is a sit on the flip side of that for the Jets. Uh, I am starting Michael Carter as a low end too. I really, really like the matchup, but I do not like what I saw last week with the split between Carter and Coleman. So that one's going to be tough. But outside of that, you can bench the rest. So it's the running backs in this matchup quick and easy. Uh, The other New York team, the Giants with a divisional matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles on the Giants side of the ball. It's no longer Daniel Jones, who has now been ruled out for the rest of the year, which means for me, I'm not starting anybody on this team except Saquon Barkley, but his split has also been concerning. He's not a must start. So you could take a look uh, for as an example, if you had Ronald Jones or Madison, I would consider them over Saquon Barkley. It'd be really, really tough to make that call, but it's definitely worth considering uh, for upside in my opinion. On the Philly side of the ball, Jalen Hurts is a must start. I saw like what I saw out of Miles Sanders, but he logged two DNPs uh, early in this week in practice. But if he's a, if he's in, if he's active, I'm starting him. Outside of that, Dallas Goddard is a must start. And uh, Smith at the wide receiver position would be a low-end wide receiver three for me. Uh, Tampa Bay and Carolina. Man, the Buccaneers, this this was a team that was looking good to go. And then one week later, we're looking at an offense with a lot of question marks. Tom Brady's a low-end QB1 without his weapons. Ronald Jones, as previously mentioned, he is also uh, a start, but he is a high, he's a mid to high RB2. I like the opportunity for the kid. I think he's going to be carrying the load for the Bucs there. And I like the fact that he was he was seeing some targets in the passing game, as we've seen with Leonard Fournette, who's actually led the position in receptions. For the wide receivers, Antonio Brown's active. He's in your lineup. He is a low-end wide receiver one. It's hard to trust, but I'm going to play him because there ain't nobody else there. I'm not starting any other Buccaneers wide receivers. Gronk is a low-end one. On the Carolina side of the ball, questions up and down this roster. If DJ Moore is active, I'm starting him, but he is a wide receiver three for me this week. Outside of that, I'm trying to steer clear of all of the Carolina Panthers. Amir Abdullah would be a desperation PPR play at the running back position if you're in deeper leagues. All right, last noon game is going to be the Chargers and the Texans. The big question mark in this game is obviously Austin Eckler. Pay attention to his status. If if he is inactive, that moves Justin Jack- Jackson to next man up, and I'm starting Justin Jackson as a high-end RB2. So for this matchup, it would be Herbert Allen, our must-starts. The running back for the Chargers, regardless of who it is, in my opinion, is pretty much a must-start as well, especially if it's Eckler. And Mike Williams is a borderline wide receiver too. Um, the only issue I really have with the Chargers would just be, do they get so far ahead 
and there's no more points to be had. So, uh, but that's a concern every week uh, against the Texans. So I would start Mike Williams if you have him, but he's, uh, for me, he's wide receiver 25. So I, I'm okay with him, but I, I don't love it. On the Houston side of the ball, uh, pretty much the only usable asset has been Brandon Cooks, who's on the COVID list as of recording this. Unless he is active, you can bench at all Houston Texans. That simple. We have three games at the four o'clock Eastern slate. The first one being the Bears and the Seahawks. On the Bears side of the ball, you can start David Montgomery, but he, he's been disappointing as of late, but I still think you got to plug him in. Outside of that, I don't want to play anybody else on this Bears offense. Justin Fields banged up. If Fields was active, he's a, he's a mid QB2. Uh, if Fields was inactive, I still think you can start Cole Komet as a low-end tight end one. Seen a lot of targets as of late, uh, but this Bears offense just doesn't move the damn ball. Um, outside of that, Mooney, Robinson, I think you can try to get away from those guys if you can. Uh, on the Seattle side of the ball, they can't move the ball either. Uh, Tyler Lockett, though, would be a must-start, in my opinion. DK Metcalf just behind him. I know he's been up and down as of late, but I'm still playing him in this plus matchup against the Bears. Other than that, Russell Wilson's a low-end starter at the position. I'd try to steer clear if you can. Um, Double-checking my rank on him. Sorry, I didn't have that up. Been rolling. Russell Wilson. Yeah, I have him at QB12, one spot above Kirk Cousins. So you can start him if you need, but I try not to. Uh, Now I lost my... There it is. Uh, Alrighty. So on the other than that, on the Seattle side of the ball, Rashad, Rashad Penny is a low-end Running back too, I would start the likes of Michael Carter as an example over him. For sure, Madison and Jones would jump over Penny um, in this matchup. Another 4 o'clock game at Pittsburgh at Kansas City on the Pittsburgh side of the ball. I'm still starting Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris. Uh, other than that, Claypool has been uh, seeing his snap percentage dip just a bit, so I'd be a little bit concerned for him in this matchup. Uh, he'd be the only other uh, Steeler I would consider starting big Ben is a QB two. I'd play him over fields as an example, but other than that, no, thank you on the Kansas city side of the ball. Lots of question marks as of today, recording this with Tyree kill and Travis Kelsey on the COVID list. Mahomes is still a start. Uh, but the, but without those guys, I think he moves to a low end QB one. I'm not sure, um, how, how you'd get away from him necessarily, but, um, maybe if you had Huntley, I guess, but, uh, the only way I would I would consider benching Mahomes is if both Kelsey and Tyreek Hill are both out for this game. So stay tuned into the news there. Ceh uh, and Daryl Williams are uh, are fine starts. They're being split in time. You know what it is there. Um, so you can take a shot on both of those guys as running back twos. But other than that, if Kelsey and Hill are out, I don't want to start anybody else in this game for the Chiefs as in the receiving positions. The last three o'clock or four o'clock game, sorry, Eastern time, Denver and Vegas. On the Denver side of the ball, it's looking like it's going to be Drew Locke. I'm rolling the running backs. That is it. Javante Williams is a running back one. He's inside my top 12, and Melvin Gordon is still a running back two. I think both of these backs can have decent days here against the Raiders. Outside of that, no thank you, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. You ain't been on my roster in months. Uh, and the tight ends, I think, are low-end tight end options there. They're more in that uh, Uzama Komet range just because they're eating into each other. On the Vegas side of the ball, again, I don't really feel confident in starting any of these guys, but uh, Derek Carr would be a QB too. Josh Jacobs is a running back too. I don't want to start any of the receivers, and it's not sounding good for Darren Waller, so you could just make a clean sweep 
of all the positions outside of Josh Jacobs in this matchup. The Sunday night game is the Washington football team versus the Dallas Cowboys. Taylor Heineke is back for the Washington football team clearing COVID protocols. So the only guys I feel real confident starting with this would be uh, Antonio Gibson. This is a tougher matchup, but I, I think he's still a start. Um, McLaurin is a low end wide receiver two for me in a tougher matchup. We saw him disappoint against this Cowboys team prior to getting knocked out, had the targets, had no receptions in that game. So that was extremely disappointing outside of that. Uh, Heineke is a low end QB two option and super flex again, tough matchup disappointed just a few weeks ago on the Dallas side of the ball. This offense has been sputtering as of late. You still start Dak and CD lamb. Zeke is a running back to high end running back to just because he's been finding the end zone. Pollard is a low-end running back to or flex. Uh, Amari Cooper is the big question mark for me. Him and Michael Gallup have kind of are kind of in the same boat. Uh, there's just not enough to go around because his offense is sputtering. Hopefully, they get back on track. Cooper for me is a low-end too. Gallup is a flex for the Dallas Cowboys. And the last matchup of Week 16 Championship Week is Monday Night Football: the Miami Dolphins and the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints without any quarterbacks. They're starting Ian Book, the rookie. This is going to be nasty. On the Miami side of the ball, I don't really want to start too too many players with conf, with confidence outside of Jalen Waddle. The running back situation is a mess, but if I had to choose between the two, I would roll Gaskin. For me, Gaskin's a flex. Duke Johnson, I don't want to even play that game. Uh, Gasicki you can play as well, but you know sometimes he just disappears due to his snap count there. So for me on the Miami side, Waddle for sure. Uh, Gasicki as a low-end tight end one option. Uh, with the running backs, mainly Gaskin being a flex. Outside of that, I try to steer clear um, because it is a tough matchup against a pretty decent defense there, but I think it can start Waddle. On the New Orleans side of the ball, it's Alvin Kamara, the end. I don't want to play any other games with this offense without their without their main starter at QB and Taysom Hill. This is a hands-off offense for me. So hopefully we'll see a little bit of Christmas magic from Alvin Kamara once again. I'd love six touchdowns as a Kamara owner. But uh, with that, there you go. Every game from week 16. Hopefully you guys found this helpful. No, it was rapid fire, super fast. But hit me up on Twitter at KyleMonth8 if you have any other start set questions. Be happy to answer them for you as we're heading into a big week. With that, have a good Christmas. Don't forget to catch the final of waiver wire sniping of the season on Saturday, YouTube only. I'll be back next week with the week 17 waiver wire and start set. You guys enjoy your holiday, and I'll catch you later on in the weekend. See ya.